Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so I have Douglas Stone on the line. He's a wealth advisor over at Seacrest Wealth Management, and he's also author of Navigate the Investment Jungle, Seven Common Financial Traps and How to Sidestep Them. Doug, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Pleasure to be here. Oh, man. So uh, I love bringing authors on to talk about their new books. First off, um, congrats on the book launch. So congrats there. I know that's never an easy thing to put a book together. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to do a deep dive into this book today. But before we do, I just want to give the audience a little bit more in your background. Um, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing over at Seacrest Wealth Management, please. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. Well, at Seacrest, what I try to do is take every individual investor as a whole person, family, business, whatever. I tend to work with business owners typically that have substantial net worth because I find that they're really underserved in the marketplace and a lot of advisors don't really know and understand how to deal with uh, this type of uh, business professional. So there's a lot of things that go through. I, I spend a lot of time really drilling down to the potential clients, finding out their goals, their values, relationships, and so on and so forth. So we have a really deep emotional co connection along with a financial one. So by defining their goals, it makes it easier for me to lay out a template as to where they want to go, how they're going to get there, and what the best places to be in the market uh, to get that accomplished. So that's really what I do. So uh, I did this great transition, and that's why I'm excited to get into this book. So navigate the investment jungle. Um, first off, what was the uh, what was the inspiration behind this book? Actually, it, it's purely selfish, Adam, because I was I grew up in the business of some of the larger broker dealers uh, on Wall Street, and we're all pretty much trained exactly the same way. And I realized early on in my career. Uh, even going back to 2000, that'll date me some, that when the when the tech bubble burst, I found that a lot of the things that we were using, products and, and practices, did not work. And so, for example, I would have uh, wholesalers come in pitching their various mutual funds and whatnot, and then they would say things like, oh, we really control the risk in this portfolio. Well, they say that, but what happens oftentimes is it's non-existent, and that becomes a real problem for investors and for myself as an advisor. I realized that early on that what I was being told and trained to do wasn't really working and or effective when it comes to managing client portfolios. So... um I, 
Um, we're not going to have time to obviously go through the whole book. And by the way, to the audience, if we did have time, we wouldn't do it anyway, because I want you to go to Amazon and buy this book. So just so you know, it's really easy to find. You just put it in Navigate the Investment Jungle and Amazon pops right up. Douglas Stone. I mean, it's really a really cool cover, by the way, um, Doug, with the with the cheetah in the, in the brown. I'm like, oh, this guy's good. Uh, so great stuff there. Um, so that being said, I do want to hit a couple points in the book with the time we do have. So um, sure. first, let's go through one or two of these. So uh, trap one, hold on to the boat, you'll get through the storm. Give us a little bit more on that one. Well, I'm sure many of your listeners uh, have had this come up over time when markets get volatile. Oftentimes, the advisor will say, just hang on, everything will be fine, and you'll get through the storm, no problem. But as we all know, not all boats are constructed the same. Uh, the most famous one is the Titanic, obviously. So even though you're on a boat that's, boat that's supposedly unsinkable, when we go through market volatility, we often find that my boat's not holding up like I wish it would or could. And so saying that phrase is not very comforting to a lot of people because it's when risk happens, it's such an emotional thing that we just as human beings, we feel like we have to do something. When somebody, somebody's telling us, don't do anything, then we really struggle with that. So first of all, you have to have your boat properly constructed so you can weather those kinds of storms. So uh, trap number six, I'm diversified. I'll be okay. Give us some on that one because a lot of people listening right now, they hear, you know, well, I'm diversified, diversification. It means a lot of things to a lot of different people. I mean, depends on who you're talking, right, too. Um, so give us a little bit more on this one. Exactly. Well, and oftentimes the average investor thinks I have a lot of things, a lot of products in my account, so I'm pretty well diversified out. The problem with that is not the amount of things that you have but how those investments are related to the market, the fancy word called correlation, meaning if the market goes down, do they follow the market down with it? Or isn't it what we call you know, non-correlated, meaning that they go up when the market comes down? And oftentimes I see investors spend way too much time allocating capital without allocating the risk. And so they take way too much risk on in their portfolio. And we see that when we get into really volatile markets like we've seen the last two or three months here. Uh, we, we tend to, to not realize that our portfolios are built in a way, oftentimes, that follow the market all the way down. Then it becomes just simple math. If you fall 50%, you have to do 100% return to get back where you started from not before you made another dollar. You've got to get back to, obviously, back to where you started before that money can start compounding again because it comp doesn't compound if it's, if it's losing money, and that's the sad part. So that's the now, motivation well, behind the book. Well said, and um, I think a lot has changed in diversification through the years too. So once upon a time, diversification just meant owning different stock, right? Individual stock before the international market yeah. was so robust and before alternatives came around and all these other accesses to the market. So as the, as the word the word diversification has just changed complexion. So depending on how long somebody's been holding their portfolio, you might have been diversified in another, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you might have been. Um, but if it's the same exact 
investment is the same thing you've been holding all that time. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're a little bit more taking a little bit more risk than you need to in the present day market. So um, see that happen a lot too. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I have a story in the book that describes this this lady that had an inherited uh, portfolio from her grandmother, and she had a lot of what we call utility stocks that were very defensive back in the day, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Now they tend to track the market in general, and they're not as defensive as they once were because these things change. They're not static. These things change all the time. Uh, just like gold, for example, used to be a hedge against inflation. Not the case anymore. So these things, you have to have those tools to be able to uh, quantify those changes on a daily basis. And it's unfortunate that uh, there's not a lot of uh, computer software, or just technology out there that allows the average investor to do that. And that's where people get in trouble. That's awesome. So, Doug, um, first off, been great having you on the show. Again, um, congrats on the new book. Uh, if somebody's listening to this and they do want to learn more about what you're doing over at Seacrest Wealth Management or to connect with you and your team or to pick up a copy of the book, I mean, what's the best way for people to reach out? Uh, you can go to navigatetheinvestmentjungle.com. That's a website that's correlated with the book. You can email me directly at dstone at seacrestwm.com. Or just pick up the phone and make a toll-free call at 866-240-0617. Fantastic. Well, Doug, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about all the great work you're doing over at Seacrest Wealth Management. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Doug, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you, Adam. Take care.